welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. So I haven't really got very long to talk, but I want to because it's important. It's all in the context, really, of the fact that we've been looking at Jesus' great statement, I am the way. And last week we looked at what that led to, to in terms of who we are and what we can say about what God says about us. So often in contradiction to what we think about ourselves. We're so quick to judge ourselves and others come to that. And yet God is very, very reluctant to judge and he's the only one who can. But actually what he says of us, all those I am statements, I don't know if any of you have practically followed it up by saying them over yourself. If you are, it will change you. Because the word of God is living and active. It's not just a book. You're not just reading plays of Shakespeare. You can be inspired by beautiful poetry, but the word of God is living and active and actually brings, works creatively in our lives. The, the Holy Spirit works together with the word to change us. It's completely different to being inspired, even though some of the, uh, some, but <laughs> particularly some psalms, for example, are particularly sort of beautiful and flowing, aren't they? But it's not just poetry, it's living. Now, having said all of that then, um, John and Stacy came to me, or John did, but it was John and Stacy's idea a little while back about doing this this morning. And I love it when people come to me to, with ideas. And this was one of those ones, yeah, let's try and do that. You know, one of the things we have to, we try, it's great, isn't it, that we can share ideas. Everybody feels free to say, I'm thinking of this. We also have to give one another the freedom to say no as well. Otherwise, there's not true freedom. Yeah, because not every idea is going to be practical, not every idea is going to work, or not every idea is the right time, or not every idea has everybody got the vision for yet, and you're just the seed sower at the beginning. Then it grows and it grows. And then you usually find, annoyingly, somebody else says it, and you think, that was what I said. Well, what do you think you did? You started it. But I won't get any credit now. Then you'll get your reward in heaven. <laughs> anyway... Um, so what's going to happen this morning is just an opportunity for everyone to find out more about the family. Now, we are a very active family. There's lots go on in this place. Lots of things happen. Lots of teams make things happen. Lots of people are on multiple teams doing all sorts of things. It's absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I tell you what, so many other church leaders around the nation are quite jealous if we just talk about what's happening here. No, genuinely they are, because it's, it's amazing. It's a fantastic bunch. So we wanted to give an opportunity this morning for anybody that doesn't feel involved, wants to feel a bit more involved, wants to just find out. This is a chance just to talk to people. Uh, but also, you, as you talk to people, you, you might express an interest and want to find out more, or you might literally want to sign up and say, look, I'd love to be part of this. That's what this morning's going to be about. Okay, but why, but why would you do it? <laughs> well, last week we had this. I'm going to read it to you again from Matthew. This is, when Jesus said this, it was at an occasion that's very well known now. We often call it the Sermon on the Mount. And he was sitting on the hillside talking to people. And so he's talking to this huge crowd of people. And he says to them, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. In the same way, let your light shine before everyone, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
all of these activities. And we're much bigger than these activities. This, this isn't to, you know, uh, say, oh, this is superior to anything else. But this is a way we as family do some stuff together. Okay, you may be doing stuff in your own home in terms of having friends around for cups of coffee, um, chatting to people at work and all that. That is equally as important. But this morning is just looking at some of our joint family stuff that makes us that city on a hill. We don't want to be hidden. Many of you have probably heard my story, so I apologize if you have, but it's a key sort of foundation of us here that years ago now, early 2000s, I was at a leadership conference. And in those days, it was when I was leading the children's ministry in Horsham, day 24-7. But we, we, were, we were also part of the church leadership. And we were at this leadership conference in Sheffield. Uh, and uh, the, the, one of the leaders, I think it was a guy called Steve Penny. It may not have been. But anyway, he said almost in passing, he was talking about this church being the city on a hill. And he said, if your church closed its front doors next week, would anybody notice? That was the challenge. And you sometimes, when people say these little things, there's those little God moments, isn't there? And God, in that moment, I believe, spoke to me and stirred my heart. Because what came out for me was, when I'm leading a church, because God had always told me that that would be happening at some point, I don't want it to be that people don't, would, be, would, would not notice. I want them to be disappointed. Because to me, being the light means bringing a brightness. It means bringing hope. Yeah? You can't light up a room unless you're in it. We can't light up Scarborough from in here. And all, all these things that we're going to talk about, some of them make this place happen, but it makes this place to happen so that we can light up Scarborough and the borough of Scarborough and the towns and villages around us. That's, that's our purpose, to be what Jesus has called us to be. Last week, you were, you were saying over yourself, I am the light of the world. We are the light of the world. We, the body of Christ together. You know, and sometimes you think, I think about myself, there's some right dim spots in the middle of me, but Jesus' light shines on us, and that is huge. We are the light of the world. That is a great one to keep saying over yourself because not to make yourself, you, you, you could take it, oh, I don't match up. Or you could remember that it's God's word that is living and active, that you're speaking over yourself. So the more you speak that word over yourself and over yourself as part of the body, because it's not just meant for an individual on their own. I am the light of the world. That is being creatively worked out in you. Things that need to change in you will Begin to change, be healed, be restored, whatever it is. Your mind be renewed, enlightened, so that you can live more effectively as that light. You don't even have to know how that's going to work. You're just speaking that living and active word over your life. Isn't that exciting to think you can do that? You know, there's so much in the world where there is no hope. The word has hope. The word has changed. The word doesn't say we're going to live in a, in a world of fairies and sparkles. The word actually says we live in a dark world, but through Jesus we can overcome it. It's, it's, it's a dark place. Just, just, you don't even have to watch the news or look on social media. It's a dark place. But you are the light. If the world is dark, it's because the light is not shining. And that's our role. We can't blame the world for it. So... 
We always wanted this place to be a place, metaphorically, not just the physical doors at the front, but that if we shut the doors, the town would go, oh, I wish Kingdom Faith was still here. Not because we want to be big, but because we've made a difference, a positive difference. You know, something that's good. And I want to, because the original motto of Kingdom Faith, which is from Galatians 5, 6, is just the simple phrase that's in that verse, faith working through love. The full context of it is the only thing that counts is faith working through love. And that's what all these things are. It's easy to get into faith without love. It, you can spot faith without love because it's very judging. There's still an aspect often of people believing change comes, but it, it's off, it, 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 turns into, um, well, it turns into a finger often. If you would believe that wouldn't have happened to you. That's faith without love. If you had believed that wouldn't have happened, if you had believed this would have happened, that's just judgment. That's faith, but without love. And it, it actually increases pain, anxiety, fear. It's not a beautiful thing at all. What it has to be is, as Paul writes, faith working through love, the only thing that counts. He's actually talking about them all following all these rules and regulations, particularly circumcision, thinking that will get them right with God. And he's saying, look, you've got all that stuff you must do. Actually, what really counts is faith, trusting God, relying on God, and working that out through love. Because that's the city on the hill, and everything Paul says is always consistent with what Jesus says. Faith with love believes for others. Faith with love stands with others when they don't believe. It doesn't say, oh, you don't believe. It stands with them, and by encouragement and prayer and faith, you are lifting that person to where they do believe. Amen? Amen? So that's why all these things are faith working through love. Two taglines God gave us, and this is where I'll finish. Yes, really, that short. Woo, it's a miracle. <laughs> Two other taglines. Uh, again, this is another story of often told, but there's, there's a lot of us around that are, are new to this family, so maybe you, you've never heard it. When um, God called us to come and move to Scarborough to plant, replant the church in Scarborough and take over the work up here, uh, we went to Spain. I know that's kind of the opposite direction, but somebody offered us this uh, flat in Spain. And so we had a great time. We used to get up, seek the Lord all morning, and spend the afternoon on the beach. Now, that's my kind of retreat. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that God gave me was... Uh, two things that he said would be for this new work. And I, I, as I've told a couple of people uh, before, I was actually, in many respects, quite disappointed. Because I was thinking I wanted something profound or witty or insightful or, you know, just a little bit on the edge. And the two things God gave me were normal. <laughs> and... But I tell you what, over the years, and they fit very well with faith working through love, which has got a bit of that edginess to it that I like. But these two, I mean, they're not even strictly in a way biblical. They are, but you won't find the two phrases in the Bible. They are biblical. And it was like, but they're just, aren't they a bit boring, God? But what I've realized is they're not boring, and they've become so fundamental to what we are. You know what they are. One of them is welcome home. 
It's not very dynamic, is it? It's not the most exciting phrase ever. You know, it's not going to blaze on the front of your all technicolored singing, dancing church being trendy. It's just welcome home. But over the years of being here, the last 12 years, I've realized that's exactly what God wants us to be, a place where people come home and find home. There's so many homeless people. Not, I'm not referring to people living, living on the street. I'm just referring to many people in the world. A lot of the fear, a lot of the uh, pandemic of anxiety and, and shame and um, just complete lack of, not, of knowing who you are, lack of identity, comes because people have no home. They have no place where they feel truly loved and accepted. And the other one, which is equally as non-profound sounding, but actually I believe is extremely deep, it, it goes with it so much, is just a place to belong. And occasionally it's been written a place to belong to. It's not a place to belong to. That would imply that you're being attached to something. It's a place to belong. It's a place where you, where the people that come, belong. And no one can say you shouldn't be here because everyone is welcome. I mean, we've been looking at that with the, the stories of the people and Jesus encountering them. What, what he was saying as he, as he stood next to them is doing the things that everybody thought a rabbi shouldn't do. The number of people that must have said to him, you shouldn't talk to those people, you shouldn't talk in that way, you shouldn't, you shouldn't invite yourself to Zacharias' home. That's, that's not the sort of thing a rabbi should do. You shouldn't be standing in front of the woman, either for in reality or metaphorically, protecting her from being stoned. You, you shouldn't be talking to the woman at the well. Do you know what sort of woman she is? That's, that's unbecoming of you. But he was showing us faith his walk with the Father, working out through love. He was showing the only thing that counts is faith working through love to connect with these people so that they can connect with the Father. At the, um, in this, the I Am The Way scripture in John, it also just says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To know me is to know my Father also. He was saying, I am the full embodiment on earth of the Father. If you want to know what the Father looks like, you look at me. So if the world today wants to know what does Jesus look like, they have to look at the church because the church is the body. And sometimes that makes me shiver, you know? But we can't, in one sense, we can in prayer, but just here, we can't take responsibility for the whole church or, or even judge the rest of the church. All we can do is think about, well, what, what are we doing? Can we be, because Jesus said, you're the light of the world. We know that we're the body of Christ. So it should be, just as when they looked at Jesus, they could know the Father, it should be that when people connect with us, they connect with Jesus and the Father because Jesus lives in us. It's amazing, isn't it? What, what, almost what a ridiculous thing you've done, God. Us, 
You want people to look at us and see you, the creator, Elohim, the all-powerful being, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the holy one, the righteous one, the healer, the redeemer, the lover, the comforter, all of those things. And yet God says, when people look at you, they will see me. You are the light of the world. He wasn't speaking to a bunch of perfectly prepared people. He was speaking to a ragdag bunch of people gathered on a hillside. He was speaking with faith. I wonder how many of that, that bunch sitting on the hillside were part of that early church growth. You know when the church took off? They had to come from somewhere. They didn't, they didn't just appear all of a sudden, all those people that were giving their lives to Jesus. They, they'd been part of that journey, but we don't, we don't know. that Their stories was, were just as amazing as some of the stories we read. They, they didn't just pop up at Pentecost, all of them, you know, all of a sudden. And in the days that followed, and 3,000 were added to their number. They came from people that had heard Jesus. Because in Jesus they'd seen the Father, and now in the church, this new embryonic church, they were seeing Jesus. Because Jesus said, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. Another one the same as me, but this Holy Spirit will live in you. And then you will do the things that I've been doing, and even greater things. And the greater things begin when the body works together. It doesn't just refer to miracles there. It does refer to miracles. It does refer to healings. It does refer to all those five prophetic victories that we talk about. But it also talks about having a greater effect in the world around us because of who we are. So, this morning brings all this to life. Faith working through love. Okay, so we've got the rest of the morning. The, the hub's going to... Uh, reopen so you can grab coffee. The children are going to join us shortly. Um, but around the room, you've probably noticed there are all tables out and various key people from different groups. So if I go over here, I find, oh, this is an angels table, street angels, safe haven, community angels. This one is youth angels, Friday club and synergy. This one here is the worship team. Plus, if you're going to sign up for, you've got the list, Kate said. On the Friday Club table. Okay, that's over there. On the Friday Club table is the list for the fun day. I know, I said that at least 20 minutes ago, so everybody's forgotten now. But uh, over here, little builders, cavern club, crossboards. What's crossboards, some of you might say? Hallelujah. Come to this table and find out. Resources. What's resources? What do they do? Come here. Find out. Prayer room, way of the spirit, recordings and finance, house churches, summit cleaning, host team. And all these things that are faith, and I missed out the ones on the end, so very sorry. The ones behind Peter. What's on the table behind you, Peter? There you go. Join the Meeples team. You have to stand like that. And you'll only know what that, why I've said that if you are a board game player. Okay, everybody, grab your coffee, grab your tea, go around the tables, talk to people, find out what these things are. Don't let them get lonely there on their table. Just, you know, just find out. This is the rest of our morning. It's an opportunity to continue to chat about God, talk about God, get to know some different people, and just be blessed. We are the family of God. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.